welcome. This week, our contestants will be facing off about the topic T213 and Tenement Symphony. This is Learn a Little, a stupid podcast for smart people with David Andrew Laws and Liz McMonagall. Podcast, 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 podcast. You're not chanting with me. Podcast. I don't need to. Okay. (laughs) Hi, everyone. It's Learn a Little, a stupid podcast for smart people. My name's David. And I'm Liz. And that's how we're going to start it. Liz made a face at me over Zoom like, oh, that's how you want to start it. No, you know what was interesting? First of all, you started it like that. And then second of all, in my head, I thought you were going to merge our names into one. Like, hi, everybody. It's (laughs) Lavid. I wasn't going to do that. It's, it's, what, Diz? That's terrible. Those are both terrible. Diz is not great. Lavid sounds like a disease and Diz sounds like a (laughs) tertiary character from the Archie comics. Okay. That's my cousin Diz. I don't know ah, how yes. to talk on Archie. I haven't seen oh, him. Diz. You know. It's Jughead's brother, Diz. <laughs> and he loves hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Also, As does realize. Hot dogs. Okay. Oh, okay. Who does? Oh, okay. I get it. Well, this still, is a podcast about learning, not about whatever we were just talking about. And we. Liz and I each have a random Wikipedia article. We're going to teach the other person about it, and then we're going to quiz each other to see who gets more correct answers and who wins the crown of schmott. The crown of schmott is on my noodle today. It's currently on that noggin of yours. Ding, 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 ding. I got a haircut. I'm feeling fresh. The crown feels a lot better after post-haircut, post-not getting my haircut for a year. Light is the head that wears that crown. Hey. This crown? Ooh. Ooh, I could float away. My head is so light and full <laughs> of just a little bit of learning. Because okay. I'm going to, I don't, I don't. Hmm. We talked last week about how I try to like just go with the flow while I'm learning, mm-hmm. right? And like learn some facts and bring those facts. Jesus, you know how bad a job I even did? I don't even have questions prepared. That's right how now. little. <laughs> I, I thought about and cared about. <laughs> Make them up on the spot. It'll I'm, be fine. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I'm yeah. going to. I have faith in you. But mine's fine. <laughs> Liz, Liz was like, Liz was like, mine's amazing. You're going to love it. And I was it's like, really good. I, I wish I had week. something to bring to you. I know. It's okay. I'm excited to learn a little bit about whatever this is. Just a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you first. So my Wikipedia page is for T213. Do you have any guesses as to what T213 is? I feel like it's like the part of a spine on the human body. Like it's like, oh, I pulled my T213. That's a great, terrible guess. Is it? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, like it's a great. It absolutely sounds biological, anatomical. Yeah. It's like, is T213 like, you know, the uh, like a classification of cell that, you know, Mm -hmm. takes. Uh, the foot brain up to the leg brain mm-hmm. um, either that or it's like a k-pop group mm-hmm, like those are mm-hmm. my two options you're closer with the second side of the spectrum because <laughs> t213 was a baseball card set issued... how was i closer <laughs> i don't know because a k-pop group which is part of pop culture is closer oh, okay. to baseball cards it. than your okay. spine <laughs> sure i'll bite 
313 was a baseball card set issued between 1910 and 1919 by tobacco manufacturer Coupon Cigarettes, based wow. in New Orleans. Hmm. So you know about this, right? You know about that this happened? What happened? So do, baseball, do cards, baseball cards were a thing? Yes, I know. Well, and they used to come with cigarettes. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah. And hmm. then I think they came with gum. That Cigarettes? Cigarette? No. Packages? Baseball did? cards oh, came sure, with Oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, you had like the like... Uh, whatever that like thin pink layer of like bubble yum or whatever oh, yeah, yeah. and then you'd open up the like plastic package and that gum would like hurt your teeth and pull out your fillings yeah and then you'd have a sweet baseball card to show for it well this is worse because it's for cigarettes which are no good <laughs> no thank you very much I'll take the baseball cards and toss those <laughs> cigarettes in the trash that's kind of crazy though because how old like, how old do you have to be to buy cigarettes right now? 18? Baseball cards were for men. Hmm. Because boys didn't care about professional baseballs. Boys just cared about hitting their sticks with hoops and Right, running. but they're watching their parents buy these. And then oh, yeah, like, for sure, oh, for sure. how no, cool it's... is that card? And then it's like, we're going to get them while they're little. That sounded wrong. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to pique their interest while they're young yeah. into cigarettes. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, ugh. It's like... Did cigarettes ever do anything good? good? No. <laughs> like, was there ever a time where it was like, yeah, and then we all smoked cigarettes instead of meth? Like, I mean, I feel like Sex in the City. Like, I will say after watching that series, I was I was piqued. My interest was piqued. I was like, that looks cool. Oh, they sure. Look it looks so cool. awesome. But it's not cool. It's not cool. Hear that, kids? But baseball cards no. are cool. Baseball cards are awesome. T21. So- what is it? T213. T213. Yeah, you can you can memorize it. You can have a mnemonic because 213 times I'm going to say cigarettes are bad in this episode. No. Okay. Um T213, yeah, baseball card set issued between 1910 and 1919 um by tobacco manufacturer Coupon Cigarettes. Coupon. Coupon cigarettes. So you're only allowed to buy them if you have a coupon. Yeah. Hmm. The, I assume that they were a, a relatively budget brand of cigarettes. I, I like that you say coupon too. That makes me happy because a As lot of people say a lot of people say coupon like Ew. Cu- like a With a liquid you mm-hmm. coupon. Or I have heard a person in my life say coupon. Well, like, that person wrong. was wrong. <laughs> if you're using the only people who would say coupon with a liquid you are too fancy to be using coupons. <laughs> I fully agree. Like, you've never actually used one. They're just, like, in stories. Like you, oh, yes. About this fantasy thing that gives you money off. I don't but, understand why you're all so poor. Don't you have your coupon books? I'd like to pay full price, thank you. So you can take 50 cents off your hot dogs <laughs> with any coupon. <laughs> so T213 is the catalog designation? Uh, assigned by Jefferson Burdick mm-hmm. in his book, The American Card Catalog. Hmm. Now, the American Card Catalog, uh, or uh, the American Card Catalog, colon, the standard guide on all collected cards and their values, mm-hmm. sure, is sure, a sure. reference book for the American trading cards produced before 1951. Oh, and that's actually pretty dope. Yeah. I think that, I wish, kind of wish I'd gotten the American Card Catalog. Do we feel um, like Al Lacone is like in that catalog? Has to be. Were there trading cards of Al Lacone? I betcha. If there was a stamp, there must have been a trading card. Had to Olympic, have been. Olympic 
heroes. Olympic heroes. Al-Wakani. He was in the section of, yeah, Olympic heroes of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I got another sports one. I got another I baseball card. I know. Um, <laughs> there, the, all right, listen, and here's where the freaking controversy begins. Oh, no. Can't get I thought it was just the... going to be in cigarettes. It, that's that's not controversial in your mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's, I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm just oh. like teasing a little bit because it's not actually controversial at all. Okay, you're, are you ready. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The T213 designation actually is used to refer to three different issues, differentiated as T2131, T2132, and T2133. That's where you lost me. Can you believe it? I can't. The T2131, or Type 1 set, contains 68 cards. Sweet. Oh, so, so close. close. So close. So close. <laughs> Come on, coupon cigarettes. You're doing me dirty. Just one more. <laughs> Just find someone. Do one for a mascot. Do one for an umpire. You're killing me. Um, and these cards depict, depict players from the National, American, and Southern Leagues with their mm. names and teams at bottom. The only uh, example I have, I have an example here of one of Chief Bender. Mm. And I'm going to click on Chief Bender real quick and make sure that's his given name. It was not. <laughs> Charles Albert Chief Bender hmm. uh, was a pitcher, and so I've got a little picture of his little old, old little old baseball card here. And at the bottom it says Bender, Philadelphia. Bender, America. I hardly know her. Okay, all right. Okay, come on. <laughs> Hi, you had to. I didn't have to. No, you. We didn't did, have David. to talk about sixty-eight cards, but we did, and I kind of thought we'd. You know, I regret nothing. Keep it at that. It's just a number, David. The cards measure one and seven sixteenths inches by two and five eighths inches. I promise that's not going to be one of the questions. Thank you. I was like, "How are you? Why are you going so in depth with this?" Yeah, because don't. that's all there is. <laughs> they're just baseball cards. The tobacco <laughs> manufacturer made coupon coupon goods. Yeah, one and seven sixteenth inches by two and five eighths inches, which is considered by many collectors to be the standard tobacco card size. Because it fits in the carton. Uh, yup. That can't be right. I don't know. Mind blown. Maybe. This can't be right. One and seven sixteenth that inches? That's that tiny. That's super tiny. Wait a that, minute. Wait a minute. Hold wait on. I got to drop this second. into chat. What does this look like? Is that not how you read this measurement? Boop. Is it actually? It says one seven slash sixteen inches times two five slash eight inches. Are these? No, fun- that's very little. They're postage stamps. They're not like they're, cards. They're like a sneeze. No, no, no. That doesn't this make is sense. dumb. This is broken. These are broken. Mine are broken. My excuse me, my baseball cards are too <laughs> small. Except I'm in I'm in New Orleans. And we do we do all the other places uh, accents, oh, so I feel no. like we have to do New Orleans. Do you do okay. New Orleans? Nope. Like, no, uh, I know it's like it's like it, here. You no, just hold your mouth open. <laughs> yeah, you hold your mouth open, and I know that it's like almost like you got when you go to the dentist and you and you got Novocaine. Yeah, and you got Novocaine, and you're well, just down like, in New Orleans. Let everything go. My I don't know. baseball That's cards terrible. are too small. <laughs> Why are you doing Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I accidentally did? That My was... baseball cards are too small, Jenny. Mom always said <laughs> so bad. It's Mom so bad. always said it's life so... is like a carton of cigarettes. 
never you never know. know if you're gonna get Chief Benda or not. <laughs> um, the no. Type One cards are considered to be the rarest of the T two thirteen issues, and finding them in high grade is difficult due mm. to the thin paper stock they were printed on. Interesting. So these suckers are tiny. I they guess they have to be. I guess they're small and thin and. And hard to handle. And blow away in a breeze. I can't, like, what? This is so crazy. This measurement can't, this is wrong. I'm reading it incorrectly, and we're not smart enough to figure out what it is, but (laughs) that's what it says. It says 1-7 slash 16. That's what it looks like. That's teeny weeny. Mm -hmm. Two inches is, like... Your thumb, right? Yeah. No, These that's are not thumb-sized trading cards. This is bad. Or this maybe is a it bad is. source. No, it's not. Maybe, David. This is going to be the worst corrections and apologies next I week. I know. What was the years again that they were here? It was like 19... 1910 to 1919. 1910 to 1919. Everything was smaller back then. That's true, and... Well, not black and white. I was going to say... I was going to make a black and white joke, but these cards are in color. How much are they worth? Does it say it? I, w- I wish I could find out. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't. I couldn't tell you that. Um, okay. Yeah. So they got printed and put with these tobacco sticks. I forgot the tobacco word cigarettes for a moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they got put in this good book, the American Card Catalog. And who did it? Coupons are us. What is it called? No, my goodness. What the American Card Catalog? No, no, no. Oh, who the made people, the? Yeah, who made them? Coupon, coupons. Coupon cigarettes. Coupon ciggy ciggies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So that's uh, that's is pretty much it. Coupon cigarettes clickable? Nope. Interesting. No, I've got the one. I've got another lovely one sentence article that is T two thirteen was a baseball card set issued between nineteen ten and nineteen nineteen by tobacco manufacturer Coupon Cigarettes based in New Orleans, and I can click on baseball card or tobacco manufacturer or New Orleans. Those are very broad. I'm really proud of you to talk this long about that little. I can like, keep going. Kind of, I know talk, you could. We could talk about, um, we could talk about. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. The American, I mean, I could honestly, I, I wish that I had dug a little deeper. I could talk about the American card catalog. I know that interests you. A Were bunch. you a collector? You're a collector. I'm still a collector. I love cards. Cards are cool. Do you have like Pokemon cards or like yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Yeah. I don't have any Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but I have Pokemon cards and Magic cards. Oh, yeah, that's right. I I'm getting Magic. hot back into Pokemon. I love Pokemon. That's not what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I know. I was just wondering. There are, so it's some, there are some strange cards in the American card catalog. Sure. Um, and they're like listed by letters, right? There's like, um, F cards for food, ice cream, and dairy. And there's like a 1928 F50 Harrington's ice cream card. Uh, so you're like, ah, oh, sweet. I got the eggs one. Oh, There is nice. an eggs one. I got bread this week. There's no bread. There's a bunch of ice cream and then there's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I think it's ice cream and dairy and eggs were considered it. dairy. So it's Stop. the 1916 FUNC... Tango eggs. The funk tango eggs. <laughs> These the eggs are funky. <laughs> Come on down, get some funk tango oh, eggs. Oh no, funk tango. And then there's hockey cards, and then there's I'm sure uh, cabinets cards, and then there's that's hysterical. There's a bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> so the 1900s were weird. 
the 1900s are weird. They were no. weird. They were weird. We're not in them anymore, so we well, can make fun of them. Yeah, that's true. What but... do you mean, well? It's 2021. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm still there. It's a bygone remember era. like it was yesterday. So I don't want to talk about those cards anymore. <laughs> I'm going to come up with some questions, but they're going to be bad. And you're going to win the dang crown. Or they're going to be so bad that you're not going to win the crown. That's true. <laughs> So what are you going to teach me about instead? Here we go. Oh, David. Here's what I will say. I know yesterday, or yesterday, (laughs) what is time? Um, When we last spake, we were talking about this Tenement Symphony, and I was like, what is this? Mm. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be like orchestrations. I had no idea. It is a Mark Almond album. Okay. So much music from There's you. So much music from me, and I couldn't be more thrilled. What's it called? So it is a tenement symphony. Oh. And it's subtitled Kies und Glanz, Grit and Glitter, Gre et Payette. French again. Hey yo. French is again. The seventh studio album by English singer songwriter Mark Almond. Almond? Like just the, you wait. Like the nut. Like the nut. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Are Sometimes you're Mark Almond. Yeah. Okay. What would they be? A fruit? A like fruit a of legume a tree? or something? I don't mm. know. No, I think they're a nut. Great. Corrections and apologies. It's going to be, be the whole episode <laughs> next week. <laughs> Join us while we <laughs> go deep <laughs> While we correct our ourselves and apologize. While we correct ourselves and apologize. Um, so a little bit about Mark Almond. So Mark Peter Sinclair, a.k.a. Mark Almond, with a C, I'm so sorry. not with a K. What? what? There's a my, lot of names. My brain just ate that name. Mark <laughs> Peter Sinclair. Mark Peter Sinclair Almond. Okay. But he goes I thought by you, Mark. Oh, was there you another meant, Mark in there? Well, there was because it's in quotes and that says, that's his nickname. And it's but his name's C. Mark. His name is Mark with a K. What is this <laughs> 1990s high school freaking mark peter sinclair mark the doorstopper johnson almond what is this <laughs> mark the doorstopper almond get out but he like he gets to recreate himself he's fantastic um he is english as we've said um he grew up and was listening and found solace uh listening to the british radio pioneer john peel and the first album he purchased with the, was the soundtrack of stage musical Hair. Oh. <laughs> I know. Can you just? And the first um, single that he purchased was by Fleetwood Mac. And then he later uh, was obsessed with Mark Bolin and David Bowie. So that really influenced him. So like these like glam rockers is kind of what it's called. Um, and he got a part-time job as a stable boy. Oh. <gasps> To fund his musical tastes. Singing Stable Boy. Isn't that sweet? So he was like rocking out to his like A-track and like cassette player. He's like using the pooper scooper as a like air guitar. Absolutely he was. Uh, But his career still spanning over four decades. He's enjoyed critical and commercial acclaim and has sold over 30 million records worldwide. Wow. I know. So I was like... His name, like, he sounds familiar, uh, famil- familiar. He does sound familiar. Um, okay, and here's how you might know him. So him and his bestie, Dave Ball, formed this duo named Soft Cell. 
and that they're like very familiar okay wait for it so in all of its 80s glory <laughs> it's very like the synth pop uh like genre right like it's very mm-hmm. like techno pop and i'm obsessed um and like glamazon and hair for days but they did they covered gloria jones's original classic tainted love <gasps> that's a cover that's a cover. Wow. And I didn't, I didn't know, know that, that either. I, I know. know the song Tainted Love. Yep. Down, 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 down. Tainted Love. Don't touch me, please. That's so good. I can definitely see that being Gloria, a Gloria Jones song. Gloria Jones, um, which was, uh, it's just so good. And it was in the Guinness Book of World Records for a while as the record that spent the longest time in the Billboard Top 100 chart in the US. Wow. Wasn't that amazing? That makes me a little sad. I wish it had done better for Gloria Jones, but oh well. I know. I know. Poor Gloria. Uh. But their version, so Soft Cell's version of that song to date is the UK's 59th best-selling single of all time. Brava to Soft Cell. But I wanted to like give a second because I agree with you, David. I'm right there with you. I was like, let's see who Gloria Jones was because I'm more going to go off on a little bit of a tangent, just a little journey. To the past. I know a little about Gloria Jones. You do? Yeah. How? She's a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, She's a, a singer. M- She's from Cincinnati. Motown singer, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I had no idea. Oh, you know, yeah. she was she was in uh hair and then That's the album that that the Mark first bought. It gets better. Hold on. How Ready could for it this? Possibly get better. Ready for this mind like mind blow? Um, so kapow. She was the uh uh, keyboardist and vocalist in Mark Boland's glam rock band T-Rex. Uh, our buddy Mark Almond was really influenced by Mark Boland. Wow. Who also was in a committed romantic relationship with Gloria Jones. And they have a kid together. Wow. This is cra- wild. It's wild. It's such a small world. And it just goes to show, especially like the music industry, I just feel like there's so many connections of like, oh, I was influenced by them and they knew them and I worked with them. And then it kind of just all like yeah, big, goes around. Big pot full it's of one folks. big, beautiful, soulful pot. Soul um, pot. Gloria Jones was also recognized as the queen of northern soul. And I was obsessed with that. So we'll hearken back to our buddy Mark. He was appointed the officer of the Order of the British Empire, OBE. Hey. Does that mean he's sir? Is that what that means? I think so. I think so. Does it say that in his Wikipedia page? It doesn't. Sir Mark? It doesn't say Sir Mark. Hmm. Maybe it doesn't always, but I think that's what that means if you get the OBE as sir. I thought that is what it means. Yeah. Yeah, You should be. Well, I'm going to. Okay. From here forth, I will call him Sir Mark Almond. So Sir Mark Almond. Uh, was appointed at the age of 60. And he said, I know, he was like, um, he's still a little bit anti-establishment. But he (laughs) says, he says, I can't really be a rebel anymore. I think it's time to leave it to the younger people. (laughs) Sure you can, Sir Mark. 
Sir Mark, you do you boo-boo. Like You can cut up your AARP card and <laughs> never go to Cracker Barrel ever again. That's just, Don't that's you on. get those discounts. You yeah. don't need to go to the early bird special. You can have dinner at 7.30. Plus, I'd argue you can be more rebellious at 60 if you start stealing stuff. What are they going to do? You're I an old man. Agree. You're I mean, not man. old at 60, but like, you know. No, well, and now he's 64. Not to say that that's That's like, still not old. That's oh what I'm saying. Like, Wait, yeah. Maybe it's a bell curve. Wait for it, Mark. When you get to like <laughs> 70 or 80, start stealing stuff and then just pretend you don't know where you are. Like, you got exactly. this. You got, punk Punk is the long game. <laughs> Glam rock is the long game. Yeah. Um, he also stated, and one of the things that I liked about this article is he stated that he disliked being pigeonholed as a gay artist. And he says that such a label enables people to marginalize your work and reduce its importance, implying that it won't be of any interest to anyone who isn't gay. I mean, to be fair, Sir Mark, I didn't know you were gay until Liz just told me just now, so. Yeah. uh, yeah. I I didn't know until you taught me, so I I didn't pigeonhole you, Sir Mark, is what I'm really saying. I wasn't pigeonholing. I mean, listening to Tainted Love, I feel like any time I listen to, like, Because it's got taint in it, Liz? Come on. No, because it's, like, fabulous. Like, look at their, like, fantastic hair and all of their, like, fashion. It was so good. Maybe they're just Vikings. Maybe. Maybe they're just Vikings. Oh my God, I can't with you. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Tenement Symphony because I don't want to lose what That's my what the whole actual was article about. was about. <laughs> but I went, oh my gosh, I was like, everything was, I hate, I'm sorry, David, I feel like I'm rubbing it in, but everything was clickable. I was like, I know. And it was taking me down this glorious journey <laughs> of like 80s synth pop bands. And I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh. Um, this just so, gets better and better. I'm so like, glad I don't have stupid baseball cards. <laughs> T213 can suck it. Yeah. <laughs> so Tenement Symphony was released in October of 1991, and it reached 39 on the UK albums chart. It had three top 40 hit singles named Jackie, <laughs> My Hand to My Heart, and The Days of Pearly Spencer. Which oh, would become no. uh, Mark Allman's last UK top hit, a uh, top ten hit to date. The, the days, days of Pearly Spencer. The days of Pearly Spencer. I don't know what any of these sound like. It's the a very only... <laughs> Elton John title. Well, and I think it was from. If I go back to the article, it says that the days of Pearly Spencer was written by um, this Northern Ireland uh, singer-songwriter guitarist, and it was from 1967. It definitely, from this guy's look, he's giving you, like, Davy Crockett (gasps) meets, like, I don't even know. It's just, you have to go. You have to venture to the Tenement Symphony Mark album. Mark Almond album on Wikipedia and look at David Samuel McWilliams because I can't. I'm not allowed. I, well, not can. yet. Well, yeah, but I, and it's good. It's just it's gold. Um, so the album Tenement Symphony is divided into two sections: grit and glitter. Okay. Oh. <laughs> ah, it's amazing. So the first five songs uh, were grit. Oh. So like side A was grit and they were produced by Mark Almond, um, Billy McGee. I don't know who I it's a good I, name though. I, I know it wasn't clickable though, which was frustrating. That's not uh, your Nigel fault. Nigel Hine. 
I, that is on Billy McGee uh, and the grid. And then the glitter side, a.k.a. the Tenement Symphony side is what <laughs> boop, boop. was produced by Trevor Horn. So Trevor Horn was a super big deal in the like always, mm-hmm. but especially in the 80s. So he was coined as the man who invented the 80s because he had such an influence on that. He, on that music. What? Yeah. Okay. So here's how you know Trevor Horn. So uh, Trevor Horn. He invented was... the 80s? No, he was, yeah, the man who I invented the, the 80s. I clipped the hell out of that mic. I'm so sorry, everybody. It was like the, the sound of the 80s was Trevor Horn very highly influenced. So he and his buddy gained international fame. In 1979, he was a part of the band The uh, Buggles. Okay. The Bugles? Is it the Bugles? Is it B-U-G or B-U-G-G? No, it's B-U-G-G. That L-E-S. sounds like Buggles to me. That sounds like Buggles to me. Okay, we're going with Buggles. Corrections and apologies might have to happen. Oh, no. Um, however, they had their hit single, which like kicked off. I mean, 1979, right? Video killed the radio <sighs> star. I like- love that song. And he said, you know what? The next next year, we're calling it the 80s. What, next year? <laughs> They said, this song's great. What do you want to call next year? It's like the key Mm. to the city, except you get naming rights for the city. And he's like, 1980s. I'm going to go with the 80s. (laughs) It wasn't Video Kill the Radio Star, the first uh, pop video uh, on MTV, I think, or something. I've heard that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it was. My brain just said maybe that's a like urban legend, but I feel like that would be a very like provable or disprovable thing. I mean, more to come. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it was. He also was in the band Yes. Okay. And like that's, I mean, it was just, it's amazing. What did so, they do? I'm I, really bad at, I love songs. I love music. I'm bad at names of band. Sure. Let me click on Yes because click I didn't yes. go that far, but you will, I'm positive you will know a lot Tainted of their songs. Tainted Love. Tainted Love. Don't it? Yeah, yeah totally. Like that's Don't the that's the jam, right? Oh, um, yes, did uh, owner of a lonely heart. Oh, that song slaps, right? Like any. Uh, this is like where I live musically. Yeah, you, you got a, I you got love a gold a good, mine over there. Yep, I love a good eighties synth pop. Oh, it's everything. Oh, here's their discography. Well, we're not even gonna. Oh. <laughs> There's so much on yes. We can't we can't go great, here. Great, great. Save it. There's so much on yes. We're going to save it. Maybe that's a part two. Maybe that's like an extra credit. Anyway. Ooh. <laughs> Likes it. Um, Trevor Horn, just side note, also won a Grammy for producing Seal's 1994 hit, Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> Good for you, Trevor Horn. You did invent the 80s. Good for you. Um, I'm sorry reason- I was ever skeptical. <laughs> The reason it relates to our buddy Mark Almond and the Tenement Symphony was that Side B, Glitter, uh, was produced by Trevor Horn. And even though Mark Almond is like, this album is like, meh, it didn't really go to his like musical, like artistic, you know, path of like Mm -hmm. what he wanted to do. But he said that he was pleased to have done the album because he got the opportunity to work with Trevor Horn. I would, I mean, yep, that's, yep, sounds like it. Isn't that cool? That's It's so just cool. amazing. Okay, here's what I will say too, David. 
and again, you're going to have to follow me on this journey. At the bottom of Tenement Symphony, Mark Mark Almond album. Oh my God, why is this so hard to say? There is a thing that just said, Mark Almond, Flesh Volcano. Okay, that's the face that I made. <laughs> I was like, I I'm going to have to click on it, I but I don't want to know. <laughs> go on this journey with you anymore. <laughs> We're trying okay. so hard to keep this podcast in PG no, territory. No, no, no. It was just... very interesting because it was a side project that Mark and Clint Rune, like one of his buddies, I guess, they did this re-release and it was just something. It was like a an album, I guess, called Slut. No, come on. Yeah, I know, but I had to click it. But it was it's, very interesting. There's so he's, no like, oh, what what are Mark and Clint up to? Oh, they're working on a side project called Flesh Volcano. Flesh Volcano. No, come on. No, all right, just say they're having sex. Whatever. Don't like you don't gotta get all <laughs> sneaky about it. <laughs> and you I like uh, you know, I'm all for like artistic trials, but maybe not that one. Or maybe maybe that one. Maybe that one led to something amazing. I just don't know. Um, yeah. So that was a lot, but a little. But a little bit. I that was amazing. Our buddy Mark Almond and Tenement Symphony. Don't Thanks, can't you Liz. just Ugh. it was <sighs> Now I got a playlist going through my head of what I'm gonna listen to after this. Honestly, I was like, I need eighties like glam rock bands. We just got right a, now. Uh, you, I think you can see it in the background. Uh, we just got a record player. Because I've had a bunch of records awesome. for a while. That's um, amazing. Is it like a? Che- I'm not going to judge you, but it's like the cheater record players that are like, you can also play MP3s on here. Yeah, like the totally. ones from like Urban Outfitters now. <laughs> Probably it okay. looks nice. It, it does like, look beautiful. Looks fancy, um, but it plays CDs and Bluetooth and amazing. and the radio. That's actually um, really cool. Because I well, because I also got CDs because I have a car now. I moved to Peekskill, yep. everybody. I moved I moved out of New York City. <gasps> Yay, um, David. So I have a car now, so I have a CD player again. So I have CDs again. So Hold on. Your car has CD players? Yeah. Ours does not. Oops. We also like got a car. What's it got? It, a tape deck? No, not even. It just, oh, it's too it, fancy to have a... No, it leaves you on a hope and a prayer. And you're like, mm. you're going to have to Spotify or, yeah. or radio. And that's... No. Or podcast. <laughs> I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Obsessed with the Best. We met in a spin class in New York City. Right after my Brazilian wax. Oof. (laughs) And we've been friends ever since. We've worked as actresses, singers, models, makeup artists, and producers. Depending on the week, we're doing something totally different. And because of our jobs, we have to try everything. Products, trends, you name it. And then we give you the real deal over drinks. We promise to only talk about the best of the best. The things we're absolutely obsessed with. And we cover it all because we know that a book and a documentary can add just as much value to your life as a jade roller and a cocktail. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with the Best Best with Alex and Tina. Tina. Don't forget to like, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Obsessed with the Best Pod. Let me quiz you. Tell me. Did you come up with your questions while you were trying to listen to mine? No. (laughs) I did get distracted by Chief Bender's uh, Wikipedia article because Charles Albert Chief Bender was Mm -hmm. born as a member of the Ojibwe tribe. 
um, his father was German and his mother was part Chippewa. Hmm. So not as problematic as I thought that his nickname is Chief, but potentially still problematic. Agreed. But this wasn't about Chief Bender. It was about T213. So here are my questions. Are you ready to take my crown? I am ready. Okay. Maybe. T213 was a baseball card set issued between what years? Okay. I, I thought you were going to ask us. Ask. Ask this. I thought you were going to ask us. I tried to ask us. a couple times. Did you hear me? I was like, yeah. what were those years again? It was 1910 to 1919. Ding, 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 ding. Boom. Bingo. <laughs> we Did have to settle on a bingo? <laughs> I hated it. Settle on a sound eventually. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. Oh no, is it Bagingo? It might be Bagingo now. <laughs> Bagingo. <laughs> Bagingo. <laughs> All right, great. Here we go. Question number two. Um, uh, the T213-1 or type one set consists of how many cards? 68. You got it. Ding, because ding, it was one off. Yep. <laughs> Bagingo. <laughs> I feel like I. I feel like I should ask you the the measurements, but I'm not gonna do that. That would be. It's mean. in the chat, so I could cheat. Darn it! <laughs> That's not cheating. Wait, can That's I guess? Open notes. I think it's one like and seven eighths and two and five eighths or that something. That is incredibly close because it's one and seven sixteenths and two and ah. five eighths. If Dang that's it. even correct, it could be it could be one minus seven divided by sixteen. I genuinely have no idea. I have no concept. Um. All right. Let me look for something a little bit more. A little, just a little trickier. A little trickier. All right. This is gonna be tricky. Okay. At the bottom of uh, Chief Bender's baseball card are three words. Oh, David. Uh, one is. His last name, uh, Bender. Oh, I talked over you when you did this. Well, that sounds <laughs> like a you problem. <laughs> I did. Because in my head, I I made the joke. Uh, and I wasn't listening to you uh, when I you see. asked me this. <laughs> well, one is his last name. One is the abbreviation Amer, which I assume stands for the fact that he was in the American League. And the other is a city. Do you remember what that city was? Nope. Um, Wait, <laughs> is it... <laughs> Is it New Orleans? It's no, not cause... New Orleans, but a good guess. Wow. Do you have another guess at a baseball city? Oh, David. <laughs> the baseball is... just started back up again just recently. I know, it just did recently. just start. I'm not a baseball person. I like going for the hot dogs and the bee, but that's it. Was it Boston? It's not Boston. Was it Chicago? It was not Chicago. That's three guesses. I'm going to take away Should your guessing it privileges. Else? It was Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, of course, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Well, I was looking at his, uh, yeah, he played for the Philadelphia Athletics from 1903 to oh. 1914, so that Good would be why. Him. Good for Chief. That's... You know, everybody's favorite uh, baseball team, the Philadelphia Athletics. Athletics. Um, okay, oh, two wait. out of three ain't Are bad. they real? Is that a real thing? Anymore? Yeah. Hmm. I hmm. don't know. I'm clicking on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the American League, right? So it's different. Uh, they moved it to Kansas City in 1955 and are currently in Oakland. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> two out of three. Two out of three. I didn't do two. Bagingos ain't bad. Two, 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 too bad. Okay, Let's see great. if I can, de- if you can deceit me. So 
I like you. Realized, I like you too. Well, no. I mean, yes, and, but <laughs> I forgot to do a third question. So hey, we're two. both I, bad at our jobs. <laughs> I was like, two. That's that, a healthy really, work environment. What? That we're the same? That we're both bad at our That oh? we're both bad at our Are jobs. Are you okay? <laughs> Did you fall down? <laughs> Is everything okay? <laughs> no, I tried to mark something on my corkboard. It fell off the wall behind my desk. <laughs> Because I really just wanted to drive home how entirely incompetent we both are. <laughs> oh. Do you think the mic picked but that, but that up? That's all, folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Mark Almond was influenced by two glam rockers at a young age. Who were they? I only remember one. Okay. Because it was David Bowie. Mm-hmm. But I got distracted from remembering the other one because you said you read David Bowie as if you'd never heard of the man before. <laughs> because you were just reading off the article. So you were like, this person is like, David, David Bowie. Bowie. And I was like, you know who David Bowie is, right? Of course I do. I like how neither of us was like really listening to the other one today. We were we were well, like you were just excited to talk about Mark Almond and I was just like baseball cards stink. <laughs> I try really hard not to get judgy on these articles, but man, I didn't care about <laughs> eight, two, one, three, and I don't see why anyone listening should care. Who <laughs> 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 was the first one? I don't remember. That's okay, Mark Bolin. Darn it. I, I know. figured that out. Well, you didn't. So <laughs> Mark Bolin. On to the second one. All right. Mark Almond and Dave Ball's <laughs> band, ooh, uh, Soft Cell, covered Tainted Love, gave, gaining them international fame. Who originally recorded Tainted Love? My Cincinnati uh, singstress. Gloria Jones. That is correct. Bugingo. Bugingo. <laughs> What's the sound for when I get when we got it wrong? We didn't get one of those. Bugingo. Oh, nope. That will <laughs> nope, workshop that. Nope. That was worse. That was, that was way worse than I wanted it to be. Okay. <laughs> um, Trevor Horn produced, helped produce. No, he produced it. Okay, let me start again, because this Great, is the one I'm making again. up. <laughs> Trevor Horn produced Tenement Symphony, Mark Allman's seventh studio album. Trevor Horn, <laughs> what am I trying to do? What are you? I was like, Wait. that wasn't a question. That was yeah, just no. a statement of fact. Well, it was a statement, but I want to, oh, okay, here's what I'm going to say or ask. Trevor Horn was given this nickname. The inventor of the 80s. He, the man who invented the 80s. Oh, close okay. enough. Okay, close enough. It was good. Close enough. enough. Two out of three, eh, bad. Was it close enough? That's up to you. That's really your call. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> going back close, on the shelf. Close enough for me. Going back on the shelf. Bravo to us. I didn't want to wear this stinky crown anyway. Get well, out of it here, needs you to get, stinky crown. It needs to get washed and sanitized. And so. polished and... You've really... Wanted a lot though. Thanks. I need to. I need to get it back. You can do it. I really. I. 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 I have faith. Again, so much of it is on the other person as well to not come That's up with true. really bad spur of the moment questions that the other person can't answer. 
what we both did. Oh, we both did. We. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you what are the two sides of the Tenement Symphony album called? Grit and glitter. Yeah, and I knew it was going to be too easy because it's amazing and it's fabulous. But also, the theater that uh, we work at has an event every year called uh, Grit and Glitter. Stop it. Yeah. I, I don't think they Mark know. I don't think Almond should I, sue. Should sue them. Oops, I'm not going to say the name of the theater. <laughs> Mark Almond like, is. Whoa? Maybe it's oh, maybe it's Grit and Glitz. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Take Grit and Glitz. Yeah. It's close enough though. He probably could win that <laughs> battle. <laughs> All right, that's the whole dang thing. The shelf's back on the tie shelf. Um, Want to start it? The crown is back on the tie shelf. The shelf of ties. You said the shelf is back on the tie shelf. Oh, the crown is back on the tie shelf. There it is. That's what I meant. And the episode's winding People think down. we're wasted right now, and we really aren't. This I've is I've had just us. most of a hard cider. <laughs> and I've had most of a spotted cow. That's it. All right. Thanks well, for listening to Learn a Little. You can keep doing what you do with us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And thank you to Background Joys and Dimly Wit, our networks for hosting and sponsoring us. Um, you can find out more about this podcast as well as others at backgroundjoys.com. You can learn more about Learn a Little and Dress for the Podcast You Want and the wildly inappropriate podcast of Arthur Greenleaf Holmes. There's something for everybody over on that dang network. Um, we've also got a Patreon, patreon.com slash backgroundjoys, where you can support us. Uh, so that we can uh, keep our ears warm with headphones and our mouths full of microphone. (laughs) So thanks for listening. This has been Learn a Little, a stupid podcast for smart people. I'm David. And I'm Liz. And next week we're going to be learning a little about the Independence Act of Panama. And McChien. Darn it. (laughs) That went better in my head. McChien. I'm going to go with McChien. Okay, McChan. There are fewer vowels in this word than one would imagine. That's true. But we'll learn about that next week. Yep. Oh, will we? Oh. All I have now is Panama. Panama. Wasn't that 80s? Was that 90s? Panama. Do you know what song I'm singing? Panama. This is going to put in the sound of me walking out of the room. (laughs) The door shuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Thank you for tuning in. Next time, see our contestants face off about the topics The Independence Act of Panama and Chan. Make sure to rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at background.joys. This has been another episode of Learn a Little. Hosted on dimlywit.com.